Hey, are you looking to evolve to a higher level of existence? To practically harness spirituality and personal growth in a crazy, busy, imperfect world? Then you've come to the right place. My name is Prash and this is Urban Spirituality, the show which fuses ancient wisdom with contemporary spiritual practices to deliver value-adding tools, traits, and insights to help you live your fullest potential. We always keep it real, featuring authentic, unfiltered dialogue with guests from diverse backgrounds to inspire, entertain, and enlighten all who listen. So get ready for your dose of urban spirituality. Be present and let's dive in. So without further ado, let me take a moment to acknowledge and welcome our guest. He has come from a background of great trial and error, backed by intense study and research, as well as collaboration in multiple continents across the ocean, where he's worked with experts in this field. And he brings with him a vast set of skills in the area of fatigue, tiredness, and other associated ailments, which he's been using to very good advantage and making a lot of people happy in Harley Street. He has his own practice in Harley Street, no less. And therefore, he brings his wisdom, his practice, and his message here to us. I'm so happy to have him. He, he wears many hats. I'm going to let him tell us a few of the hats that he's worn in the past. And you might be surprised by a couple of them. Please show your kind welcome to the very special guest of ours, Ashok Gupta. Hi there, Prash. Well, thank you so much for that uh, wonderful introduction. That's very, very kind of you. Um, so yeah, lovely to be here on a Sunday evening. And as you say, it's a, a very pivotal moment for people because they've been through that Christmas excess. Uh, they're thinking about New Year's resolutions. And so this idea of fatigue, energy, what do I want to do with my, my New Year is uh, incredibly relevant right now. So I'm really glad that we're having this chat at, uh, at, at this moment. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can, we can share some, uh, some nuggets of wisdom that can help people with, uh, with New Year's Day and their New Year's resolutions. Absolutely. So Ashok, I want to start by going back in time. You've not always worn this mantle. You've not always been this way. Uh, Rumour has it that you were a typical corporate professional or had some kind of ordinary profession. Can you take us back in time a little bit? Sure. So um, to give you a bit of background to myself. So I myself at university suffered from something called chronic fatigue syndrome, also known as ME. <clears throat> and uh, I had it for a number of years. And, you know, for me, that was a very trying time. It really felt like my life was over. You know, this was it. I hit a brick wall. And, you know, when you hit an illness like that, where your doctor says there's nothing we can do, you might have it for decades, you know, and I describe it like your worst day of flu times 10. Um, so that's something that I experienced and thought, you know, that's it. My life's over. Having to crawl to the bathroom. And that was such a shock in my life that I really realized I had to make a lot of changes. So I decided to research the brain neurology of emotions. So I did a lot of research into brain neurology, uh, physiology. This is all off, you know, off my own back because it wasn't my uh, intellectual background, as it were. And right. um, through research and perseverance, I managed to get myself 100% better. And since then, I've okay. been working with people uh, to help them with these various types of stress-related illnesses or chronic conditions. Right. And yes, 
initially my first job was as a management consultant. So I probably started in the typical career, but I realized that that wasn't really my life purpose. It wasn't really what motivated me each morning to get up and make a difference. So I, I left consultancy and set up a clinic to treat people with these conditions, to treat fatigue, stress, anxiety, and also chronic illnesses, even pain syndromes, etc. The kinds right. of illnesses that your doctor says, hey, you know, here's some paracetamol, here's some painkillers, but there's nothing more we can really right. do for you. So those illnesses that get lost in the system that I call uh, modern evolutionary illnesses, illnesses right. that are caused by the fact that we're not living according to our evolutionary uh, preferences, uh, body-wise. Right. Now, so um, the reason I'm presenting today or talking to you uh, in my car, as <laughs> people are wondering why, it's there not, is a of reason. course, because my, uh, my nephews are running around in the house right now causing mayhem. Of course not. No, uh, it's actually because there's <laughs> a lot of analogies to be drawn between the way that we treat our car and the way right. that we treat our bodies. Yep. Would we ever think of, for instance, putting, you know, the, not the right kind of petrol into our car? Yeah, we would never dream of that. We make right. sure our car gets a service every year. We make sure it gets an MOT. Uh, for those watching in America, I think you have your own version of that, a kind of yearly government uh, assessment. We make sure that it's performing at its peak. And yet we take more care of our cars often than we do our own minds and body. Yeah, and right. that is just, you know, it, it's just incredible that we would... Uh, we would do that. So today is all about recognizing that we're far more important than our cars. And there'll be some other analogies that I'll, I'll bring up as we go along. So I want to just to, for me to get to the heart of the matter, you had this situation yourself. What was your, what was the turning point? Uh, the epiphany moment, can I call it that, that made you want to take the lessons that you learned from your own suffering of this condition mm. through the management consultancy career that you had and actually turn your back on that and make this your full-time profession? Well, you know, what is it that motivates us each morning? Yeah. What makes us want to go to work to actually uh, earn money or perhaps spend time doing something? For me, the core of it is love. Right. And we can try to love the work that we're in, or we can try to uh, experience a profession or a purpose that comes from a place of love. Right. And that could be an expression of love. It could be something that we love to do. So in the same way, uh, I realized that management consultancy wasn't my calling. It wasn't what I loved okay. doing. It was certainly a great education for me. And I decided to leave and actually do something which came from a place of love and was also something that I loved doing. Really like that. And it, it, you know, it became my calling. So it was a very easy uh, shift for me in terms of what I wanted to do. It wasn't easy in terms of what society's expectations are or what right. expectations are for friends and family, but it's certainly something that I realized was my passion and, and, and my calling. So that's why I made the shift to that. See, that's, that's a very brave move. And what was it like when you took this career path? Did you find that people, Joe Bloggs, the average person, did you find that this problem that you've got um, or any kind of form of tiredness or fatigue was, was or is a lot more rampant than people would give credit for? Is it happening all over or is it just a rare thing? Fatigue, tiredness is one of the top three symptoms that people report to a doctor. 
Okay? Right. It is, it is rampant, especially in northern climates, well, actually everywhere in for the world, sure. but especially in northern climates at this time of year. And fatigue, I believe, is caused by, as I said, not living according to our evolutionary preferences for the right. mind and body. Yeah. And the way I look at fatigue and why fatigue is increasing in our population is because of four things. OK, and I call this the MEND protocol. Yeah. So M in MEND stands for mindfulness and meditation or the mind. Right. E stands for exercise and activity. N stands for nighttime routine, right. i.e. sleep. And D stands for diet. Yeah. And those four things make up the reason that we now see fatigue as kind of an almost epidemic proportions in the population. Now, right. the, the N had to be nighttime routine. If it was an S, then the four words would have been messed. And that didn't quite sound as good as men. So no, probably uh, didn't. A uh, little bit of manipulation there. Uh, so but but, but, but I mean, jokes aside, sleep hygiene plays a role in this, right? Oh, absolutely. It's one of the most important roles. And the problem is we're living as if we are Superman or Superwoman. We abuse our bodies through these four, uh, I suppose, parts of our living, our lifestyles. Right. And we abuse our bodies thinking that we're going to live forever or that we are Superman or Superwoman. It doesn't really matter what happens. We can still keep going. And we prioritize achievement or we prioritize making money. But actually, these four are incredibly important. So if we look at the, the sources of fatigue, M stands for mind. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. But really that's probably the number one cause is that each time that we worry, each time that we stress, each time we have a depressive thought or an right. anxious thought, it lowers our energy. Yeah? And energy in the Western uh, way of looking at it, Western medicine, mm -hmm. is a very different concept to Eastern medicine. So in Western medicine, we may see energy as, well, how many calories are being delivered to the body? How can the body convert those calories in, how can the mitochondria, the little energy cells in the uh, energy producing uh, particles right. in cells, how they can produce energy in the body? That's the Western way of looking at it. It's very mechanical. The Eastern way is to look at energy as a very subjective experience. So we talk about qi energy in Chinese medicine. We talk about prana uh, in, in kind of Vedic or Indian philosophy. Right. And actually, for me, that's a much more accurate way of looking at it. So every time we worry, we think too much, we obsess, we think about the past or worry about the future, get angry. This creates an energy leakage and we literally leak energy or lower our chi or prana levels, which then causes fatigue. So the number one is right. M for mind. Right. Yeah. And the more reactive our mind is, the more we leak that energy, the more right. worrisome, the more anxiety, the more depression. And people with anxiety and depression, they suffer from high levels of fatigue as well. Of fatigue, right. E is for exercise. So like this car, um, the car, and then people who have uh, diesels will know this, uh, or in America it's called gas oil, is that you have to run your car at a high speed quite regularly to make sure that the system is working at its optimum level. Yeah. It's because our circulation is incredibly important. So when we exercise, when we have activity, that creates a lot of oxygen in the system yeah so one of the reasons that we are more fatigued is because we're not getting enough exercise the n nighttime routine we're not getting enough sleep we're abusing our bodies and not living according to our potential so when they do sleep studies and they put people into uh these places where there's no clocks 
naturally okay. people gravitate towards eight to eight and a half hours of sleep. That's just kind of Whereas, the natural thing, which our biorhythms and exactly. our circadian rhythms seem to be uh, primed attuned. for. Attuned to, exactly. So we normally would go to bed just after sunset and we would wake up with right. the sun in the morning at dawn. So it would normally be about eight to eight and a half hours of sleep when they remove clocks in these study settings. And yet right. most of us are getting about six to seven hours of sleep. So we're abusing our bodies in terms of not getting enough of the deep sleep that's required. Already. And obviously D for diet. We're often eat, eating an inflammatory diet, with lots of refined flours, alcohol, dairy, processed food, sugar. All of these things are also lowering our prana energy. So if we look at these M-E-N-D, mind, exercise, nighttime routine and diet, the if we're experiencing fatigue or we're not op- working at our optimum level or we're feeling demotivated, it's likely to be one of these four things or all of them in combination that is the source of our fatigue. And that's a very simple and easy way of actually looking at the, the overall story. I like that because it really nicely categorizes those into those four areas. Let's talk a little bit about the symptoms or the types of fatigue here um people have heard of uh, and those who joined the call a bit later on um we talk about chronic fatigue um we talk about adrenal fatigue um do you want to elaborate on a couple of these and how they might show up for people people maybe without even realizing that they've got it mm-hmm. so there are three types of patient that we see at our clinic number one is someone that's experiencing generalized fatigue Um, which we then put down to this men's protocol. So we then enact the men's protocol. Then there's a second type where there's an actual deficiency. So it might be low iron levels and low vitamin D levels or other things. Uh, It could be issues with the blood. So it's very important if you're experiencing fatigue that you go and see your doctor and you have all the relevant uh, tests done, the blood tests, etc., to make sure that there isn't something where there's a deficiency which is causing your fatigue. The third type, is actually where the fatigue itself has become an illness. So it's actually become chronic fatigue syndrome or ME or fibromyalgia, which themselves are very serious conditions. So for that, I've developed a treatment program called the Gupta program. Um, And that's something which is probably separate to what we're going to talk about in our discussion today. I would say that the the majority of people who are experiencing generalized fatigue, especially after Christmas, especially with the winter months, January coming, probably in the first category, whereas there's a, just a general feeling of lethargy, feeling lackluster, etc. If you've got anything more serious, it's important you see your doctor. And then if you really have been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia or pain syndromes, then we have another separate treatment protocol for that. Prash, I've just lost I've just lost you on the sound actually. I don't know if it's a Sorry. problem at my end. Let me ah, say yeah, that yeah. again. That's all right, you're good. Um here's the thing. I found some disturbing research um when I was looking at this subject recently, where GPs in Canada and Australia were found to misdiagnose fatigue and tiredness as purely fatigue and tiredness and not something more serious. And this was not a, 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 a one-off occurrence. This has been happening as a trend over the past decade or more. And this is really worrying. That means that there could be so many of us viewers, listeners, people tuning in. And I don't mean to put worries and you know, needlessly uh, alarm people. But what can one do in one's own sphere 
to kind of ensure that that kind of diagnosis is done properly? Do, do they just go to a GP? Should it just be bloods? What can we do here? Um, you know, it depends on which country you're in and the level and the depth of the uh, assessments that the doctors are actually doing. Uh, generally here in the UK, um, they're pretty good in terms of doing a full uh, check of the various reasons why uh, you may be experiencing fatigue. So there is a, a nice guideline if, some, if someone presents to a doctor, nice being the, the, the governing body for, for, for doctors in terms of what they, uh, in terms of diagnosis and treatment of various ailments. So there's a process that doctors have to follow here in the UK. So there's a full suite of tests um, that are done. So I'm not an expert in what those tests are, but certainly the, the biggest culprits tend to be thyroid issues, um, iron issues, vitamin D, and uh, you know, other blood tests that, that are done to, to make sure that there's not something purely physiological um, that's going on. Once the doctor's given you the all clear, then it's likely to be something in your lifestyle that is causing this generalized fatigue because it is right. so common in the population what from your perspective are simple strategies that we can start putting in place in our lives here and now um that we could perhaps do especially with this time when you know there's a lot of stress or perhaps in the new year when a lot of us are going to be diving back into our careers our businesses and there's going to be a you know there's a there's there's there's, there's that traditional backlog of stuff that's just going to pile upon us um any thoughts yeah you know Let's start with this MEND because it makes it very simple. If, if we just follow a couple of strategies within the MEND protocol, there are big changes and big shifts that we can see in our energy levels. Right. So we start off with the most important mind. Okay. And now I'm sitting in my car here. Yeah. Okay. The way to look at the mind is the mind is not us, right? The mind is a tool. Hmm. Yeah. And we, we get into a deeper philosophical debate as to what the mind actually is. But let's say the mind is a, a flow of thoughts and emotions, let's yeah. say. I, I, call it, I call it a, a thought machine. It's a thought machine. A thought machine. A thought machine. So it churns out thoughts and emotions, and it processes the outside world, right. and then reacts according to our past um, impressions, and then creates a reaction, a thought or an emotion. Yeah. So example, if I said to everyone, right, name a fast food restaurant, right? Or I said to people, right, let me try and read their minds, Name a soft drink, right? Most people will say McDonald's and Coca-Cola. Now, why is that? Because these companies spend hundreds of millions of dollars to advertise themselves, to embed themselves in our minds to say, when you think of fast food or when you think of a drink, think of us. And in the same way, our minds have become these machines that react according to our past impressions. Right. Okay? That means that each time we react, we're worrying, we're getting angry, all, you know, all of these kinds of emotions, which then drain mm. our energy. And the reason they drain our energy is because we're too identified with the mind. Okay. So just like my mind is a car, I am not the car. I am using the, the car as a tool. So I can step out of the car and I am separate to the car. So I know the wonderful work that you do with urban spirituality and, and uh, mantra therapy in terms of this idea of we are this consciousness, we are this Right. Such as another in that it's called in, uh, in, the, in the Vedic tradition, this idea that we are that pure love and bliss. We then step into the car and we use the car to take us where we need to get to. It's From a here to here, yeah. But actually, sometimes we become too identified with the car and we right. think we are the car. You know, right. when we have road rage, someone cuts us up in the middle of the road. We shout at them as if they've done the worst thing. But it's just a car. They just out their car got in front of our car, but we become identified with our position of being in the Completely. car. 
So in the same way, the quickest and easiest way we can energize our system is to regularly step out of the car and not be so identified. And what is that? That is meditation. Meditation is the art of stepping out of our car, disidentifying from the car that is draining our energy and right. going back and plugging ourselves into the electricity socket and right. re-energizing. Love yeah? that energy. Love yeah? that. And, you know, meditation, there's been so many studies done on this. This study uh, done by Harvard a few years ago should have been front page news. They studied people for a year before they learned meditation and saw how many times they visited the doctor right. and whatever. They then learned meditation and meditated for 20 minutes a day uh, to enact the relaxation response. And they were given some other advice and they tracked them for a year afterwards. And they found that the numbers of time that they visited a doctor or a medical facility, it almost halved. It halved. almost halved. Nearly halved. halved. And I can send you, wow. send you this study. You can share it with people on your, on your Facebook group. And that study should have been front page news because if a pill had been created that could halve the number of times someone visited the doctor, Incredible. that would be the miracle drug of the 21st century. And yet Brilliant. we have the clinical evidence to prove that. So with meditation, not only does it make our physical well-being improve, our mental state of mind becomes clearer, we become more focused, uh, we become calmer, we are better able to concentrate at work. Emotionally, we're less reactive. Um, spiritually, we're now connecting, stepping out connecting, of the car, right. stepping out of the tool. And physically, there's so many benefits that we are gaining. Our immune system gets boosted. It's a, a catch-all miracle pill. And I would love for everyone to join me with the January Meditation Challenge. We're encouraging everyone to meditate yeah, you... for at least 10 minutes for 10 days with 10 different meditations uh, using our free app. And in that way, they can begin to kind of get the energy back into their system and step out of the car. Our mind is not our, is not us. The car is not us. We step out of the car. Yeah. And that's what our meditation is. So in terms of these quick and simple strategies we're talking about, so M is for, for mind. So a simple 10 or 20 minute meditation a day, ideally 20 minutes. It's easy to learn. And so many people say to me, Ashok, you know, I don't have time to meditate, but then they're on their phones, cat video, dog video, motivational video, cat video, dog video. We will waste yeah. at least two or three hours a day looking staring Cycle. at the screen. Yeah. Let's just spend 20 minutes of that time. We have the time if we truly want to. Yeah, yeah we totally have. And secondly, people say, hey, I can't meditate, Ashok. I've got too busy a mind. I close my eyes and all I do is think. Yeah, good. I'm glad you have thoughts in meditation because if you didn't, you're probably dead, right? When you first start meditating. Or enlightened, right? <laughs> or enlightened, one of the two, one of the two. <laughs> so when you first start meditation, it will take time, just like building a muscle at a gym, it will take time for the mind to get into the swing of things. And so when we first start meditating, we are observing lots of thoughts, but we maintain totally. that witness position. We're stepping out of the car, stepping out of the car, Love and that. that's okay. So M for mend uh, is for mindfulness and meditation. So there's some regular meditation every day, uh, relieving stress as much as possible. Um, e for exercise. So making sure that we get out of breath. So, you know, a lot of people are fixated on this 10,000 steps. I don't sure. think many people realize there's actually no clinical evidence that 10,000 steps is beneficial for us in any way. Actually, what's far more beneficial and has a ton of studies behind it is getting out of breath four times a week for 20 to 30 minutes. So a brisk walk in nature for 20 to 30 minutes, getting out of breath or some kind of gentle cardio or moderate to physical, good hard cardio for 20 to 30 minutes, four times a week is far more likely to refine your system and give you the prana and the energy back than the 10,000 steps. 
Now, don't get me wrong. 10,000 steps is great. It's probably doing something for your system, but make sure that some of those 10,000 steps, you're really getting out of breath. That's more important than just That's a massive, number. yeah. Yeah? And for nighttime routine, we just need to stop looking at our screens at night, right? So to get our sleep, we need to aim for seven and a half to eight hours sleep, making sure we're not on our screens at night, um, switching off the blue light that emits from our phones yeah, and our devices blue light at night. Filter. Blue light filter. So uh, there's many different gadgets and, uh, and apps that can help. You can even get these shades now, Ashok. I don't know if you've seen them. They, yeah. they kind of they're the, they kind of look like this, um, but, yeah. you know, they're shades. And they actually just filter out blue lights. You People actually, they're really popular in the States right now. You just kind of put them on after, you know, in the evening time. And then your last couple of hours are just worn with those shades. So you're really cutting out the blue light. It's not ideal. And you get to look, and you get to look super cool. I mean, that's the most important. Yeah. Can I just see them on you? I just need to see what they look like. These guys? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Look at that guy. Yeah. Woo! That's how they very look. Cool. Very, they're very cool. really yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Literally looking at the world through sun with the rose tinted glasses. <laughs> Sunny tinted glasses makes a difference. Sunny tinted glasses. So, you know, we want to make sure we're getting that seven and a half hour sleep that we are uh, having a good nighttime routine. We're not sure. stimulating our nervous system at night. So there's lots of different things we can do. And actually one of the number one things we can do to get our sleep rhythms back to normal is morning exposure to daylight. So as soon as we wake up, the best thing we can do is expose our, uh, our eyes to daylight to go for a walk, go for a jog outdoors. Uh, that is clinically shown now to get our sleep rhythms uh, back to normal. So what you do in the morning is very, very important. Yeah, or you can have a yeah. sunlight, a lamp. If um, yeah, I I I I, I listened to a um, a talk by a sleep expert, Steve Olsher, Steve Olsher, and um, he said. Funnily enough, he said exactly this point, and he said that five minutes, he says, even if you can just get five minutes of walking outside, it doesn't even have to be brisk exercise in the morning because you might be groggy. But he said just five minutes of exposure outdoors, uh, just whether there's sunlight or even just clouds can make a major difference um, you know, to regulate. Absolutely. So if you're having difficulties with your sleep, let's say you can't get to sleep or your sleep isn't deep, uh, then what you can do is in the mornings, uh, 15 to 20 minutes is the ideal time according to clinical evidence 15 to 20 minutes okay. outdoors and if it's dark outside then just sit in front of a sun lamp uh, one of those uh, bright lamps and eat, eat your breakfast in front of a, a bright lamp you know that will make a huge yeah. huge difference to your to your kind of sleep rhythms and making sure caffeine that you're reducing the caffeine so no caffeine after two o'clock in the afternoon uh, and also alcohol interferes with our sleep rhythms at night as well so caffeine and alcohol are, are really not good to, to kind of get that deeper sleep. Yeah, and if you've got any worries, be. yeah, we need to write down our worries as well, get that out of our system. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. No, no, I was just going to say, that's a, that, th there's a great habit a lot of people just do is they just put it in a book here. That One of the things I recommend people on our retreats is um, mm -hmm. at night, take, think of the four or five things that are worrying you. Um, typically, they often happen to be actions that you've got to do. There's a to-do list, right, for the week. And just write those four or five things down on, on the thing, the things that you think you're going to attack tomorrow. Write them down on a diary at night before you go to bed so they're kind of out of your head and onto paper. And then the next morning, instead of kind of thinking about them and in investing thought energy somewhere, you're just going to look at your book. It's right there. Your five points are there, and you just start working through them. And it's another way of basically clearing the mind um, and, 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 and not taxing the nervous system, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. And something else that can help us is breathing. So as you know, I'm a, I'm a volunteer with the Art of Living Foundation as well. So the, the breathing techniques 
any kind of breathing techniques, but especially the ones you learn on the Art of Living course, are very good at uh, resetting those circadian sleep rhythms. They're, they're actually been clinically gotcha. shown to do that. Um, and when we're at night, when we can't sleep, there are certain breathing techniques we can do. And in my app, there's actually a meditation called the Get Back to Sleep Meditation. And many people nice. have been insomniacs who can't get to sleep. They just listen to that. And, uh, you know, the sound of my voice just drifts people off to sleep. So hopefully that doesn't happen in day-to-day life. But, uh, but certainly with that particular <laughs> exercise, it, it manages to do that. <laughs> absolutely so, uh, no, uh, your voice can be used for a good cause so i think that's another powerful tool that's within the app by the way let's just touch on that where can people find out about the app ashok okay so this is a not-for-profit app it's called the meaning of life experiment so if you go to app store or play store just type in meaning of life it even comes up you just type in meaning of life or meaning of life experiment and you'll see the app there or you can visit our website and you can do all the exercises all the meditations at www.themeaningoflife.tv. Uh, yeah, I know, you, and I know you've been out to different locations to record that. It's a labor of love. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. highly recommended, folks. If you can, go get the app. Give it a try. I think Ashok's 10-day challenge in the new year would be something definitely worth taking on board and trying out. I just want to touch for a moment on some of the comments we're getting on uh, on here. We've got some really good comments coming in from people. And folks, thank you for chipping in and giving us your comments. Paul McDonald, um, always a great contributor. He says a great book to read on this is Cellular Awakening. And he says, following the natural light, dark sun and moon cycles has an amazing effect on chemical distributions in the body. I repeat that. He suggests following the natural light, dark sun and moon cycles. Um, <laughs> he says, Adding mantras can be a powerful tool as well. And Renna's here with us as well. Renna, who's a healer in her own right, um, has, um, you know, just been very honest and shared her challenges with fibromyalgia and something that she's had to contend with in her life. And she finds that meditating really does help as well. Um, It's a major tool in her arsenal. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, Prash, one of the most important things I left out, water. One of the quickest and most common, one of the commonest reasons that people experience fatigue is simply being dehydrated. And so we want to, although there's people who say, well, we don't need the two liters of water because the food that we eat contains lots of water. The challenge is that a lot of our food also contains salt. It's more salty than it needs to be. And when we're stressed, we actually lose a lot of water. Now you're drinking your water as well. So actually we want to aim for those two, at least two liters of water, but between meals, So one of the sources of fatigue is actually drinking water during a meal, diluting our enzymes, and then uh, a lot more energy is used in digestion. So drinking lots of water between meals, at least uh, least 20 to 30 minutes before a meal or an hour to an hour and a half after a meal. And that will be good to kind of keep our energy and prana levels up as well. I love that. Um, timing of water drinking is a really important thing. Thanks for throwing that in, Ashok. Um, I want to, I want to kind of bring this to a close with a couple of quick fire questions and, um, really just give, give a little insight into where you go with these. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world and I know you're well-traveled, uh, where would it be and why? <laughs> Very good question. I think for me, uh, the South of France actually, is a very, very beautiful place, a really, really stunningly beautiful place in terms of nature. Now, I'm a real uh, nature lover, and uh, the greenery, the mountains, the beaches, everything in the south of France, and also the Italian Riviera that kind of continues up from, from Nice, a uh, beautiful yeah, area of the world. So, so uh, I think, uh, yeah, they definitely have a great, a great 
lifestyle out there. Okay. Um, now we've got this movie out there in the cinema and, you know, DC and Marvel are, are um, blitzing our eyes uh, with superhero movies almost every month, it seems. If you were a superhero, uh, Gupta Man, whatever name you have, <laughs> um, what superpower would you like to have and what would you do with it? Right. Well, I don't know what the superhero name would be. Maybe Amazing Ash. How about that? The Amazing Ash. The Amazing Ash sounds uh, good. The, kind of like the, the Houdini. Or the, or the Shocking Ashok. The Shocking Ashok. That could be a, another one. The, I think the superhero uh, quality that I'd like, or the, the gift that I'd like to give to people, is actually the gift of self-love, actually. The, the gift of self-love, overcoming wow. insecurity, having that confidence in oneself. Um, you know, there have been studies done that in terms of what really causes worry, anxiety, and depression. And the number one thing was um, dwelling on negative thoughts. So we can cure that through meditation. And secondly, right. was self-blame, insecurity, putting ourselves down, self-criticism. And often it's so subtle, we don't even notice it. One of the quickest and easiest ways that we can suddenly turn up the brightness in our lives is to simply let go of that little fatiguing voice, that little critis, critic, inner critic voice that puts us down, that makes us feel uh, insecure with ourselves, that makes us feel that we're not loved, and to recognize that we're bathing in that ocean of love. Um, nice. And that would be the, the, the one kind of superhero power that I'd love to have. Love that. That would be a great answer. And if there's one thing the world definitely needs, it's a lot of self-love. Um, and God knows we need to love ourselves if we want to love other people fully. So uh, what a what a great superpower. Okay. If you had a time capsule and you could rewind the clock, go back to the 19, yeah, 1990s, late 1990s maybe, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? <laughs> Sorry, I know I can't prepare you for these, right? It's got to be natural. Well, first of all, I'd say that the I'd, I'd let him know that the music that he's listening to back then, the R&B and the soul and whatever it would be, would always be the best music that there was ever created. So first of all, spoken from a true DJ, right? One of your one of your, one of your other hats, a DJ. <laughs> yeah. So the '90s were definitely the, the best decade for music in 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 my, in my view. I can't argue with you about the '80s on that, but. Hey, that's okay. I lost you there, Ashok. Okay, it looks like he has a slightly dodgy connection. Ashok, are you back with us? Can't hear you, buddy. Folks, apologies. Um, it looks like Ashok's gone silent. Uh, we can't hear him. We appreciate your patience. I mean, this is just just the fun of doing 
There he is. There he is. Ah, yes, I've got you back. There we go. I can hear you now. Okay, so we were just kind of debating whether the 80s or the 90s were better, but hey, we're not going to split hairs. Both were good. <laughs> okay, let me just bring you back up here. Yeah, great. I've got you back. You were giving advice to your 20-year-old self. Yes, that's right. So I was saying that, um, you know, in some ways, when we're children, we are protected from the ups and downs of life. Our parents kind of, you know, act as that cushion. And as we get older, it's recognizing that that true human spirit to handle the ups and downs of life, that is always within us. And life will have those ups and downs. But that's okay. That the valleys and the mountains, it is the mountains that create the valleys. It is the valleys that create the mountains. It is the idea that they Love that. work together. And so we take the ups and downs in life, but we recognize that we always have that power to see them as huge. Uh, catas- we can catastrophize and say these are terrible things are happening in our lives. Or we can recognize that we have the power to move through them. So just like the waves up and down on the edge of the ocean, we are that entire ocean. We can crush these little ups and downs like small pieces of grass underfoot rather than building them up into huge things. So it's persevere, keep going, believe in yourself. And you do have that power of the human spirit to carry you through those dark tunnels and you'll get through it. I think that's amazing. We should get a documentary done with you as uh, one of the script writers, because that kind of wisdom applies not only to a 20 year old, but pretty much anyone and everyone who's listening. So thank you for the sage advice. I'm sure last but not least, uh, where can people find out more about your work and where can they work with you? Great. So if people really want to take the January meditation challenge, I'm hoping uh, lots of your, your, your viewers would love to join us. So they can download the app, as I said, Meaning of Life Experiment on App Store or Play Store, and they can listen to the 10 and 20 minute meditations, lots of videos, lots of exercises on that. And they can also do it on the website at themeaningoflife.tv. And if people have more severe fatigue, if they've been diagnosed with a pain, unexplained pain syndrome, fibromyalgia, ME, chronic fatigue syndrome, or other related illnesses, then they can go to our website, which is guptaprogram.com. And there you can watch lots of free videos and uh, find out more about our treatment protocol, which is a brain retraining. So we retrain the brain out of these unconscious responses and get people uh, back to health and happiness. Excellent. Uh, that's, that's really great. Couldn't have asked for more, Ashok. I'm sure you're going to be a busy man in the new year um, with a lot of people coming to you with stress and stuff. All I can say, and I think I can say this confidently, is you're going to have less clients coming to your door if the people who've listened to this live or on the replay are to embrace and start enacting some of the strategies, the real straightforward strategies that you've shared here. So that's my hope for all of you as listeners and viewers of this. Do make sure you try and adopt these, share them with a friend and let this wisdom go viral. As always, this is the way we can spread this knowledge far and wide. Ashok, with your many hats as a DJ, as a, as a loyal uh, volunteer with the Art of Living, longstanding volunteer who opens up his heart and home, uh, which I know very well, all too well, um, as a great music lover and the occasional karaoke singer that you are, which I know, and I didn't <laughs> want to say too much. Um, and of course, your great practice and your passion, which you do as your profession. We hope to hear and see more of you in the new year. I uh, would love to have you back on the show and share more 
So I'm going to get brimming with other topics and ideas that we can come and knock on your door for. And I'm That'd sure be wonderful. Sometimes- That'd be wonderful. we'll do a panel audience and stuff, folks. That just leaves it for me to say and wish you all a wonderful new year in advance and an invitation before this interview finishes to our first mantra therapy new year special on saturday the 19th of january taking place in wembley we will be descending upon wembley for an incredible night of inspiration and upliftment just when the new year's blues are setting in we're going to be coming in and fighting hard to help to resurrect them new year's resolutions saturday 19th of may and soon thereafter in march our mantra therapy annual detox and transformation retreat is alive so if you want to find out more Check more details on our Mantra Therapy Facebook page. Check out the website and look at all the details there and get in touch with us. If you'd like to join us for four days of transformation, which will embrace some of the strategies that Ashok's been talking about and bring out a more vibrant self to crash 2019 the way we know we truly deserve. That's it from me, Ashok. Thank you so much once again for entertaining us and informing us and enlightening us all in one from from the backs from the front seat of your car no less i really appreciate that <laughs> no it's been wonderful and uh a happy new year to everyone and i uh, hope you can join us uh in january for the meditation challenge look forward to it we look forward to seeing you with ashok and with mantra therapy in the new year and at the art of living programs from me Prashke, and my wonderful host my wonderful guest ashok gupta the weather's getting to me apologies thank you so much peace out namaste Hey folks, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And as with all our episodes, found something to inform, inspire and empower you in your spiritual and personal journeys in life. As always, if you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a little love through your ratings and comments, share it with those who you care about and take your personal and spiritual evolution to the next level by joining us on one of our events, workshops, or retreats. Find out more about us at mantratherapy.co.uk. I'm your host, Prash K. This is Urban Spirituality, and we will catch you on the next episode.